This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Glory to God. Haven't ever had a beautiful day today? Today is communion service, right? Alright, so I just want to read something from the Word of God. Amen. Let's read from Zechariah chapter... We are new creations in Christ. All things are past, we all things are new. Zechariah chapter 9, verse 11. There's a, a, a very powerful scripture there. Are you there? Hallelujah. Zechariah chapter 9, verse 11. And the Bible says, And as for thee also, by the blood of thy covenant, I have set for thy prisoners out of pits where there is no water. Turn you down to the stronghold, ye prisoners of hope. Even today do I declare that I will render unto you double. Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Go back to verse 11. Because of your blood covenant, I have set for thy prisoners out of pit where there is no water. Glory to God. You know, we are free forever. Praise the Lord. You remember the last time we had coming up, we started talking about what Jesus has made available, that the power that is in the blood of Jesus. Hebrews chapter 9 calls it the eternal blood. This is something unusual. God started introducing mankind to this concept early in the Bible. You know, you remember the story when they were in Egypt, and the final thing that broke Pharaoh into two, then they would say the water will no one plague after the other, and still refused to let them go. And God said that, he spoke to Moses, there is one more plague that I will bring upon the Egyptians, and this time around Pharaoh will have no choice but to let you go. So God said something like, before the final blow that I'm going to give Pharaoh, I need you guys to do something. Kill a lamb. That lamb must be without blemish. And they put the blood on the post and on the lintel of the door, and he said, in the night, an angel of destruction is going to pass through Egypt. But he said, when I see the blood, <laughs> hallelujah, this is powerful. Amen. And then Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. Let's read. When I see the blood, I will pass. And God said to Moses, nobody among the children of Israel will die. Except anyone that will step out of the uh, covering of the blood. Hallelujah. Now, there is still the covering of the blood right now. Amen. And it guarantees our protection. Most importantly, it shows who we are. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. And by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto death. Why is it that any time the blood dimension is applied, the devil gives up? The Bible said there was war in heaven. And from time to time, people have wars in their lives. And the Bible says that Michael and his angel fought. And then the dragon and his angel fought also. And the Bible said there was no place found for them in heaven. That's if you start from earlier, from verse 7, 8, 9... There was no place in heaven found for them. And the Bible said, that ancient dragon. And, that, and the great dragon was cast out 
that old serpent called the devil and Satan. And we deceived the old world. He was cast out into the earth and his angels were cast out with him. So they were dealt with very well. <laughs> Hallelujah. And we have always said that if the devil wasn't afraid of starting a war in heaven, he would not be afraid of starting a war in your life. One of the funny questions that Christians ask when they are being challenged, why me? Why not you? Instead of you to fight with your faith, the Bible says, above all, take unto yourself the shield of faith. Ephesians chapter 6, which without shall quench every fiery dart. If the shield is not in your hand, the dart will hit you. Where you are asking questions, I don't know what is going on. Why me? Don't you know that Jesus said this one you should have tribulation? We are here to fight until the trumpet sounds. So people don't see challenges because they've done something wrong. People are challenged because of your faith. Can I hear amen? But thank God that we are born overcomers. You know, when some people are when they say they think that they, yeah, it's possible that, for instance, if you are going about using the arms of the flesh, then the spirit is absent. The only spirit will not, though God is merciful, and out of his sovereignty, and his, out, out of his mercy, he helps people at times, but the almighty God, with the spirit of God, will not will not work with what is of the flesh. LG remotes might not work with Panasonic TV. Hallelujah. Amen. A key to a Range Rover sport will not open Volkswagen. <laughs> or let's put it the other way. A key to Volkswagen. Whatever the Bible said, that which is of the flesh is of the flesh. You know why I said what I just said now? There are too many people on the face of the earth who are using the fleshy method and praying to God to bless it. I sat back in my office one day, one guy was talking to me and, it, and I was shocked to hear him, came to see me, wanted to travel out. And I said, you have a fantastic job here. So what will you be doing there? And he said, man, you know, my brother has a good job there. We look alike, our pictures are alike. I'll be working with his identity. I put my hand on my head and you are a child. I mean, honestly, you know, I've, I've had this question many times. When it comes to money, traveling out a lot, Nigerians seem to put their faith on one side. And that is the reason why many get into trouble. You will crash land when you do that. I now call God. You know, I know all these people that I've seen who are bent on using any method to travel out. And they say there's an agent there where we give him some money, he will help us feel this. And then, when you are ready to go, you begin to pray. Father, and as I get to America, even your guiding angel is angry with you. Say, so we get to America, we will frustrate you there. You know, this thing I've said now, honestly speaking, ah, you know the part that grieves me most? I, I, I don't say this to hit anybody. Somebody I've spoken to my wife before, and what she said, hey, she started the story, hey, I'm, uh, there's this guy, I'm dating him, and I'm staying in his house, but his mother said I should not stay in his house again, and there's another girlfriend that is trying to get the guy, uh, mama, help me pray that we will win the battle. I said, who are the we? You know, people are, people have, you, uh, you know one thing, he said that, he had, she had spoken to about two or three pastors, and they are fasting and praying with her. And I told any time I do marriage seminar or singles meeting, for the rest of the week, I'm going to have visitors in my office. I most of them don't come to this church. But a friend will give them my number. My, you know, I don't have my numbers are open and they come around. 
are you, you, you are, tell to ask somebody, sorry, are you really born again? Because I don't understand again. I said, there, there is no battle here. Pack your load, go back to your mommy's house. You know, it, it's, um, and I, I was too sure that the guy had money, of course. Uh, there was time they had a party abroad and the mother of the boy sponsored that abroad. So that's what she can't leave. You know, the blessing is there. So the battle we are fighting. You, you, you are new. <laughs> I don't waste my prayer on stupid things. It's, it's amazing. And you know, it grieves me more that some of them don't even know there's anything wrong with what they're saying. And every Sunday, these people are in churches lifting up their hands and worshiping. They believe that prayer is prayer. But when it comes to, when you start hearing that, you say, heaven help those who help themselves. It's not in the Bible. There's no scripture in the Bible that says, heaven help those who help themselves. It's not there in the Bible. So when people, when people want to go the other way, say, Let, let's know about spiritualized matter. We are spirit beings. And we can't be otherwise. I can't separate my faith from anything I do. I am of God, and it reflects in everything that I do. Hallelujah. What is in America that I will compromise my convictions for? And start, uh, you see somebody, you know, when they, when, <laughs> you know, they answer people's questions, they lie. Tell all kinds of lies. I think it was Pastor Godman of Elevation Church that said at the first, at the first time when somebody just ran, and the person was, he saw, he saw that he was a pastor and he was sharing a testimony. They just gave him visa. But he lied. He said he was making shoes. He said, even this one I made, I made it. And he was lying. So when the white man said, okay, come and pick up your visa, he ran out and was there. He said, can you imagine, pastor? I even lied that I made this shoe. And she gave him. He was sharing the testimony of his lies. These are the things. How many Christians get to office 7.30 and sign 7 o'clock? You know, people don't pay attention to all these things that we are excellent people. And we are believers. When it comes to hey, somebody taking me abroad, it, that is it's, it's like for the generation, that's the most common. People just forget anything fit when it comes to that and want to use common sense. There is a way that seems right unto a man, but the end is destruction. You see, if 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 God will allow life to catch you, that life will work for a while. You will travel. How many people are there and they are miserable? How many people are there and their children are on drugs and now they are calling on God? People don't look at the end of everything, anything. They look at the immediate stuff. What shall it profit a man after 20 years in America come back with nothing? Family is scattered, everything. So initially it might look like he's working. He gets there, everything is there. But what about after 20 years? What about after 30 years? What about later? What about then? There was a lady that some of our friends were praying with and he said, this guy you want to marry. It's not really... When she married the guy, the first three years, she saw her friends later, she told them that, she said, three years have come and gone. What has happened? All of you talking and, and we're looking at her. About 11th year to the wedding, she was sick for several weeks and then she was flown and because the guy had money. By the time she came back, she met another woman in the house. But nobody wanted to tell her, it's not in that Christian to say the things we tell you. But you know, sometimes you need to accept the fact that as a believer, get to a point where let the verdict of the Bible be your conclusion. Whatever the word of God says, stay with it. If the word of God says that, don't try to, man, don't try to manipulate. Just know that God is not mocked. The Bible says, whatever a man sows, the same he will reap. The meaning of God is not mocked is that God has not created a system that man can beat. If you can beat it, you are smarter than God. If you reap what you don't sow, you are smarter than God. That's the truth. So I spoke to a lady here, and I said, I said, if you are 25, 
There's nothing wrong with a guy of 50, his wife died and he wants to marry you and everything. But just understand that your work has just started. If you are just, just left school and then you've never handled a business before, you've never handled 500,000, if all of a sudden you want to marry a man who is a multi-millionaire, close to a billionaire, and has properties and everything, fine. As in love can happen anyhow, he lost his wife and now he wants to marry. But don't be too quick to be excited. Just know that, number one, you are not compatible you will discover that he is way ahead of you. That romance, that gap can kill the romance later. By the time you meet all his friends in high places, you, just so that you can't fit, they are discussing this at the highest level. You are speaking Greek. <laughs> all of the rest, the friends, they bring their wives, they sit down, and you, you, just, you, know, you are just out. But if it's of God, you will see how you have to work on yourself to get to that level. So that's what I'm saying. So don't rejoice that, hey, hey you know, you know it, it, that's, I, 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 I told a friend of mine, I said, sincerely speaking, if you are like a man, let's say something happened to the first marriage or the wife or something, and you are like 50, and there's a lady, she's 22 or 23 or 24, 25, she want, she want, you want to marry. So if you're a millionaire, multi-millionaire, the best you can do for her, while you are dating, don't spoil her. She has never traveled out before. If she wants to travel, even though you can afford first class, let us start with economy. After the second trip, you can upgrade. You understand? You will help her to pass through the levels. Even though because you are husband and you are blessed, now you are, you are, you are still there, you are not married, your glory can reflect on her. You can fast forward the process, but still let there be process. You understand what I'm saying? If you bring her to your level and she, she doesn't know anything about all other levels, that's a serious problem. When you are supposed to descend steps, if you miss one, that's why we fall down. So you don't do that with people. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, don't, she's with her friends, and maybe when you met her, she used to take down food. And the first thing you are doing is to buy Ben's Jeep, 2014, 2018. You are, you are, see, with time you give all those things, but allow her also to grow. It's important. You might just wreck her soul by putting too much on her. I don't know. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. So whatsoever... I hope someone is not angry with me this message. Let's enjoy. <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you, are you with me? So where did we read at the beginning? <laughs> Blood of your covenant. How we said thy prisoners free out of pain where there's no water. I want to read where the Bible says that to him who has washed us in his blood. Hallelujah. That's Revelation chapter 1. Jesus making his introduction. See, the blood. We move from, the last time we were talking about this, we move from um, the one being applied in Egypt to when Rahab showed up and she took the spies in. And it's amazing how this applies. This can, if people know this, nobody, nobody will stay without being born again. And the, the spouse finished their job and they were going. So they made the covenant with her. You know what? This whole city is coming down. But for you to have helped us, because God is always looking for somebody to believe in, for you to have helped us, your own house will not come down. But as they were about going, they said, no, there is need for a sign. So they said, tie a scarlet, scarlet colored cloth, which is red. If you can tie this red stuff on your building, all other buildings might come down. Yours will not come down. The people in Jericho did not know the meaning of something tiny. 
that Rahab put on her window, but it was red color. Because the principle is that when I see the blood, I will pass over. So when the trumpet sounded, actually the wall of Jericho did not fall. The wall of Jericho was pressed inside. Remember that the wall was so wide. Rahab was living inside the wall. It was so wide that there were apartments inside the wall. Now, if the wall had fallen there, it would still be a problem to climb it inside. You understand? Because according to records, six chariots side by side can run on the wall. So that shows the thickness of the wall. So if it should fall, it will be the same thing like standing. So what happened was that the wall actually sank. It was pressed inside. And every man entered. But as they were pressing, they left Rehab's portion. God was trying to show people something. Because later was about to bring in the most powerful. And we are going to read about it in Hebrews chapter 9. That's what the Bible says that there is therefore no condemnation to those who are in Christ. Who what not according to the flesh, but and then he said, for the law of the spirit of life. You know, there are still many Christians who still live under condemnation. A condemned conscience, a condemned heart. It is also the reason why people lack faith in God and try to help themselves to do things. A condemned, you know. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, I always get grieved when I hear of people because of what they think man can do. Forget about what God can do. Are you with me? Praise the Lord. When an opportunity shows up and they, they put their life on it, anyone who is blood washed, your future is secured. God is personally responsible for you. So we cannot descend so low, thank you, and start feeling as if there is a problem when people leave us alone, when people forsake us, when people threaten us. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Okay. Um, I want to read, let's read Hebrews chapter 11. Sorry, Hebrews chapter 9. Hebrews 9. We will skip a little because we want to start serving the communion now. Verily, the first covenant had ordinances of divine service and a worldly sanctuary. For there was a tabernacle made, the first where there was a candlestick table and the showbread, verse 4. And after the second veil, which had the censer and the ark of covenant, and verse, six, verse 5. And over it, 6, is where we need to live. But for time, I'm trying to skip. Now, when these things were done, the, the priest went always to the first tabernacle, accomplishing the service of God. Next verse. But unto the second, the high priest alone, once every year, not without blood, which he offered for himself and for the errors of the people. There's just one point I want to get across to people, about, just to let you know that the presence of God is not accessible for every Christian. Say amen. amen. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible is saying, so the only ghost this signifying that the will of the holiest of all was not yet made manifest. Why, as at the first tabernacle was yet standing? Verse, 10, verse 9. Which was a figure of time then present. Next verse. Next verse. Go on. But Christ, being come an high priest of good things to come, by a greater, somebody say amen, amen. and a, a more perfect tabernacle, not made with hands, that is to say, not of this building. Verse 12. Neither by the blood of goats or calves, but by his own blood. 
he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained that next word is powerful, eternal redemption. Oh, glory to God. A redemption that stands forever. Hallelujah. Now look at look at look at look at this one. <laughs> Next verse. For if the blood of bulls and of goats and the ashes of ephah speaking speaking the unclean sanctify to the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through eternal spirit offer himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God? Now Paul was bringing out whoever wrote Hebrew. There's a debate, but I believe Paul the whole. So he was saying something very strong. That in the first tabernacle, that was the one Moses tabernacle. He said we add two parts inside. The outer court, then you have somewhere uh, first place, and then you have all his, all his, uh, the holiest. So he said, the high priest will enter the first parts to do services. He said, but the second part, the high priest will enter only once in a year. And that once, he must pour blood on himself. Because there is something about blood and eternal sacrifice. And he said the high priest would do that. He said the meaning is that God was saying that the way into the holiest was not yet made manifest. So in Old Testament, Aaron was allowed once in a year, one out of 365 days, to enter that place and to come out and he cannot enter again that same year. But even that once in a year, his whole blood must be dripping, body must be dripping with blood for him to be able to enter. God was talking about the holiest of all, but God was saying that in the Old Testament it was shut away from the people. Why? God himself was dwelling in that room. And God and mortal flesh are incompatible. Are you following me? So the high priest must soak himself with the blood. So instead of God seeing the imperfections of Aaron, he will see the blood. And that blood must come from an animal that has no dent on his body. Are you following me? So, <laughs> even Aaron Kuoli, he was the high priest of the old world, the old Israel then. He could only take it, maybe like five minutes or 15 minutes. He goes in with blood all over him. He does, I mean, we just do the whole thing and then we'll come out quickly. Because any waste of time there might be the waste of his life. So, he understood that very well. Because at that time, something was yet to happen. But the Bible is saying, <laughs> Hallelujah. You see, as we have trees, trees of life, the tree of life in the Garden of Eden, if you read the book of Revelation, there is also the tree of life in heaven. There are things that are on earth that are in heaven. Most of the things that you see on earth, they've been in heaven before. Are you following me? But that is not to go fully into today. So, the tabernacle of Moses, when it was on earth, there was also a replica of it, or the main one in heaven. What God did when he wanted Moses to build that tabernacle was that God took Moses to heaven and showed him the tabernacle of heaven. And he said, build on earth what you have seen here. Are you following me? <laughs> everything you can ever need, all the inspiration, projects and everything, they already exist in the realm of the spirit. If your eyes can see it, you will repeat it here. This is why those who are really spiritual can be very innovative if they allow the spirit to dominate them. That's the truth. But let's stop there. Let's just leave that one. Are you following me? So, so Apostle started talking about the tabernacle in heaven, which is the real tabernacle. Moses did that. Aaron did that on earth. 
He said, but Jesus Christ, also in heaven, when that blood was shed on the cross, that was the beginning of the work. I've told you before, right? When Jesus died on earth, when he died on the cross, that blood, on the third day, when he told me that, don't touch me, I am not ascended to my father and your father. If Mary had touched Jesus, Mary would have contaminated the blood. It was a precious blood that mortal man must not touch. So Jesus said, don't touch me. Not because Mary was not permitted as a woman to walk him, but because as at that time, that eternal blood was in his hand. And a mortal man must not touch it. Otherwise, the blood will have no value in heaven. So when he got to heaven, and I'm told you, well, that was when that voice said that, lift up your head, do you get it? The Bible said that, who are you? He said, the king of glory. He said, let the king of glory come in. So that has nothing to do with principalities and power. People are banished. They say, lift up head, all you get. Well, God can make the church work either, but that is not what the scripture is saying. Jesus didn't say that. Lift up your only gate, let the king of glory go out. He said, let the king of glory come in. So the gates shut him from going in. And the Bible says, lift up your head, all ye everlasting. Demons don't possess everlasting door. Anything everlasting is always in the hands of somebody, and that's God Almighty. It was the gate of eternity, separating men from God. As Jesus was about to go back to heaven, all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The gate has been shut. When he got here also because he was the first one to be born again. When Jesus died and resurrected, his identity changed. Even men when he saw him, Mary thought he was a gardener. Can you remember? So when he was going back to heaven, the gate was shut. So he also had to declare his identity for the gate to be opened. So when he faced the gate, he said, lift up your head. Let the king of glory come in. And a voice came from within. Who is the king of glory? And he said, the Lord, he gave his CV. So who is that angel talking there? You don't know what I've done. <laughs> he said, the Lord strong and mighty. I have just conquered death. And I'm about to make the final part of the sacrifice. So Jesus made it to heaven. And according to Hebrews 9, he took his own blood. Aaron will sprinkle the blood of goat or blood, blood of lamb on everything inside that, apart from pouring it on himself. He sprinkled it on everything. But Jesus came. And he also took his own blood. And he went straight to the tabernacle of heaven. And he poured his blood on the mercy seat of heaven. And of every time. The Bible says he only did to do it once. When he did, there was a voice of the Almighty. Sacrifice accepted. Sins against Christians cannot count again. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That is what Jesus did. So, he came back to say, There is therefore... No condemn. Hey, glory to God. On the account of what Christ has done, there is no voice against a Christian that the Father can accept again. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Say to your neighbor, you are not condemned. It's amazing. No matter the sins people have committed, once they come into Christ, it is forgiven. Because a sacrifice has been made in advance. Everything has been made. And now we are entering into what he has made. And that kills sin consciousness. It destroys guilty conscience. It destroys condemnation so that we are free to walk with the Father. Hallelujah. Anybody who is condemned cannot live right with God. Anybody who has the consciousness of sin cannot please the Father. But if you have the consciousness of righteousness, then that's, the Father's, that's what the Father wants. And that's where we are. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. This is why we are bold. This is why we come. So, the greater part is this. Now, the way into the second veil, the only of all, holiest of all, is now open. 
So the Bible says, let us come boldly before the throne of grace. Not even, have you heard that prayer before? Father, humbly we come. It sounds nice, but it's unscriptural. God said, come boldly. Man is saying, humbly I come. Have you heard that prayer before? Father, we humbly come before you. If God says, come boldly, and you are saying, humbly we come, somebody's wrong. You know, we think that when we say, humbly I come, Father is pleased. When you now come like this, you know, humbly, humbly, humbly I come before you. But the Bible says, let us come boldly. Why? The one who comes boldly is sure of what Jesus has done. So he comes and he says, Father. (laughs) And when any Christian says, Father, your voice goes to heaven. Hallelujah. Don't look at the Father. You pray some prayer and you think God did not answer. Many times, what you think, you you pray nonsense many times. You say things according to the flesh. A real saint. It's like a child talking also. All of the children here, they say many things around and you don't respond. You are driving your child to school. He's seeing everything on the road he wants to buy. Daddy, buy ice cream. Daddy, buy this one. But you say you only buy what is necessary for him. If you're a good father. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> one boy and his father, they were passing on top of me. He said, Father, buy ocean. <laughs> and the father said, well, even your father does not have ocean. <laughs> you know? <laughs> are, are you with me? It's interesting. So many things we say, many things we say, and they have no eternal significance. So God doesn't bother answering. But when we pray, a prayer that is rooted in scriptures, oh, there are guarantees. You will have the answer. And at times you pray, you have received, but you don't see it immediately. It's like making a call to America. Ask them to send money. There's a process. The person can send immediately, but it doesn't mean you receive it immediately. You understand? It has to be converted. So, we have to be conscious of these things. There is no condemnation. Live in joy every day, knowing that the Father is pleased with you. And this is why we can't be doing wrong stuff. We are too dignified for that. Hallelujah. There is a life we've been given, higher than normal life. And it has dominated us. It's not a matter of do's and don'ts. This is our identity. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If somebody says he wants us to do something for us, I can give us some money. Say, please carry your thing. Go. I am. I know I am rich by who I am in Christ. So, like Abraham, I don't need you to make me rich. So, saying that you are going away means that you are not the one chosen by God to help me. And you know what? I don't want any help that does not come from God. Any help outside God will bite later. It will bite. This kind of thing, except we teach our people to be rooted in this, Nigerian Christians will not be different from other Nigerians around. And it is sad. Most of the things happening in the country are also happening with Christians inside the church. Believers also are part of many corruptions going on. We too throw papers around anywhere, literally everywhere. We too get to a queue. You want to shun the queue. Until our Christianity in Africa affects all these things, we cannot change the society. Remember, Europe is built on Christian virtues. Hope you know. There was a revival by men of prayer like John Knox in in UK and Europe that brought revival to Europe. And their own Christianity, when the Holy Ghost fell on them and miracles were happening, Diamond John Knox and the rest, 
they insisted also on people living with integrity and everything counts every day. That is what they have now. Like I was saying jokingly on Sunday, I mean, you, you easily see the difference between white and black. Many of you travel and you see all these things. What we know, you know, we are the only ones hurrying on the road. Cross the road, and a Nigerian man can eat you with this car. But a white man will tell you to pass. Something, they took their Christians and easily Nigerian people blame pastors, but the whole thing is that you should blame Nigerian Christians. Many times pastors are in church. They are the ones who go to office. And as they are sharing money, Christians are sharing with them. And is giving testimony as the blessing of the Lord. It's as if people are afraid that if they don't participate, their life will end. So they, they just want to, you know, say they are, they are giving something and then in all offices where corruption is going by excellence, how many Christians are there? And they are participating in everything. Fear of the unknown. And if I don't do this, ah, God, God with uh, even you know you eat where you work now and and the philosophical statements we start flying. Hey, this is it. This is it. And we have to tell people to start changing their ways. If a work, you are working, you build something. You are a Christian. They ask you about fix pipe, fix toilet, fix something. That's what you do. Give it your best. Amen. If you buy, don't don't be able to say that there are things called business lies. If a material is five thousand, tell the person. See, initially, it might appear as if you are losing. When you tell someone that this material is five k, but you see, you are free to charge any money for workmanship. Nobody can debate that one. How much do you buy? I bought this material, each material for five k, but I'm charging you twenty thousand for my work. It's your work. You can charge anything for your work. But to start lying that this material I bought it for fifteen, when you bought it for ten. I would have said, I see that's business. So that, that's not Christian business. After a while, everybody will know. How many people have come to work for us in the house? Many of you can remember in many places. Even a few people in the church. Many of them, are, sadly, they are not members of this church. We come and do a work. I tell you that we bought this wire and all this for so amount. But within a month or two, we will soon find out that these people lied. And we will never call them again. See, it's just a matter of... Jesus said there's nothing hidden that will not be made... People will know later. And if you're always saying the right price, but you charge any amount you want for your work, after a while, everybody will get to know that when you say it's 5,000, it's 5,000, and they will look for you. When they try others and they fail, they eventually they will come to you. Are you, are you with me? Amen. Praise the Lord. Whatever you want to buy in Nigeria, you have to try very well and test very well. People will tell you that this time... <laughs> Have you ever taken phone in computer village before? I, with fufu inside. <laughs> As those who have in computer village, it's amazing. <laughs> you know, it's, they will show you one. <laughs> but while you are watching, the one they are going to give you, they change it. It will look like magic. They are so fast. And people do that a lot. Somebody sent a video to me. It's one of the Asians also do that. A video was sent to me on Facebook and I saw Asians. Oh, their own is terrible. Oh my God. In everything, the person was recording markets. Put something, measure it for you. And while they are talking with you, come to the table. There is already a line not hanging on the table here. They put this one, remove this one. The one they are giving is one quarter of what is here. And they are so fast. And the guy kept showing oh, many, about 12 examples. Very fast. And those people went home with joy until they got home. <laughs> I realized that they've been swindled. 
when people do that, how come societies that do that, they are always at the back? Places that are honest, when they tell you in the European country they are doing sales, they are doing sales. When they say sales in Nigeria, <laughs> a cloth that is 10K, it will still be 10K, and you will see 70% discount written on it because they've added it to the money. So you don't trust sales here. But people wait for sales in some other countries. Because when they are doing sales, they are doing sales. I entered one shop in UK one time. Everything started short one pound. You know, at the, everything started short one pound. I've seen that in Dubai. I've seen that in several places, in several states in America. But in Nigeria, when you see sales, go and check the amounts. So you have to say, what time? So what is the sale about? When is still this, this amount? Honesty and, it, and God is looking for people that will hit the streets and create a change. This nation is seriously looking for people like that. Trust has disappeared from Nigeria. Nobody trusts anybody again. Until believers begin to rise. All over. All over. That's very, that's very needed right now. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Can people count on you? In the early days of this church, early, very early, that's why many times they give when they say we are doing love feast or we are doing dinner in the church, they call a seasoned caterer outside. It's because of experience. Every time we have the program in church, we have like four or five caterers that walk up to that. We are members of the way are caterers. And usually I tell people welfare that way. I'm not involved. Anybody you like, you give. But we remember the early days of the church. We've given caterers among us. Even popular face among us, food to do. Number one, they came late. Number two, when we tasted the food, we had it in love. You understand? And you, you ask that, why? Whether some other professionals are so, so later we decide that if we need to spend money and get a professional and be sure of the quality, let's go for it. Let's stop doing brother, brother. It's amazing. It grieves me. I want to see those who are in the house receive the, if there's anything. I mean, how can there be a caterer among us and we are going to give a caterer outside job? But you see, what is the guarantee? That what you are going to produce is the best. And that they will remember it forever. Amen. Amen. There was one caterer that we took that. Till the program ended, caterer didn't show up. When half of the people had gone home, then she showed up. And she started. And you know, it was raining. You know, and I just stood like this. I said, no, everything was, I said, no problem. No problem. Inside me, I made up my mind. Even if I sit down with President, Vice President Shibajo and he's looking for Ketra, I will never mention your name. I'm not about to embarrass myself. He said, Pastor, do you know any Ketra? I said, sir, you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why? Anytime you are given one opportunity, put your best. Your goal should not be to make money at the first time. Your goal should be that to get to a point where they will have to look for you again. That's a proper way to do business for a man that has integrity and understand the ethics of business. What am I going to do that will make these people talk about me to other, with other people? Not that, hey, I don't hammer. I told them seven keeper plates and there are 300 of them. I will just do a walk, 1,005, because me plate, make five, five and go. You will make that five, five on each person, but they might never call you again. Especially in this world that things are very fast in this end time. 
very, very fast. Whatever you do. Now, it was Wole Arole on Facebook doing comedy. See how many of them are. Anything you start right now, others are coming around. I know you have to be very creative and be able to offer what others cannot offer. Otherwise, options are many. Am I right? How many places are there? There was a when slot first came. Slots, 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 slots. Where is for board? There are lights of slots everywhere now. Whatever you think of now, once you start, every other person is doing the same thing. Remember, it was the first uh, uh, bottle water that came out. Which one? Ragolis. Now you have only God knows how many. All, all kinds of names now. Bottle water we have, including Brad Johnson. We have water all over. <laughs> Everywhere. Because once something starts now, it goes the only way. But you know one thing. People still stay with the old and faithful. There are some products forever. People respect. How many people are still drinking Lipton? Virtually everybody. Check very well. You are going to find some products. No matter how many phones are coming to us, the Samsung will continue to stand. You will, in everything, when you talk about banks, you will know one or two banks that have been and they are still, some people will stand out. And it's got their customers will vouch for them forever that this one I'm not going to leave. They, it will always be like that. Some people will stand out. Amen. Hallelujah. We are washed. We are overcomers. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, thank you, Father. Blessed be your name. We worship you. So that I've received you, we can just begin to pray. Make those declarations over and over again. I am one with Christ. His blood is shed for me. I have been sanctified. I have been washed in the blood. My conscience has been purged. I declare in the name of Jesus Christ, identify with him by taking his flesh and his blood. So we sanctify the communion. I will say in the name of Jesus, this is the bread. This represents the bread and the blood of Jesus Christ. He said, if you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you have life in yourself. So the same life that is in Jesus is in us. We declare in the name of Jesus Christ, we live in health. We are quickened supernatural wisdom because we are firm with this communion we are taking that we identify with Jesus Christ his blood his flesh that same spirit that raised Jesus Christ from the dead dwells in me and he quickens my mortal body so in the name of Jesus I'm a quickened man in the name of Jesus I'm a quickened man thank you Jesus Whatever is in my blood, in terms of habit and pattern, or sickness, not that does not, that is not compatible with the new life of Christ. With my declaration, it is shut down. The blood of Jesus runs in me. So no possibility of blood disease. No possibility of bad habits, wrong inheritance of my family. No, I'm in a new family. I affirm this as I take this flesh, flesh and blood. That I belong to a new family. I belong to the family of Christ Jesus. Who shed his blood for me. He was wounded for my transgression. He was bruised for my iniquity. The chastisement of my peace was upon him. By his stripes I have been made whole. I am whole. In the name of Jesus. Hail and healthy. Physically. Emotionally. Spiritually. I am whole. Thank you Lord Jesus. Can you shout it? I have the life of God in me. 
Say with absolute conviction. Say it again. Say one more time. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to the teaching. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Twin Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m. While our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.